Welcome to POP, the sermon podcast for Peace Lutheran Church in Gehenna, with Pastors Doug Warburton and Tony Katko. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew chapter 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. And I was thirsty, and you gave me, and I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me, and I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison? And did, when did we visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I tell you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed into the internal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me, naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly, I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the gospel of the Lord. It is a pleasure and honor to be here with you. My name is Danette Miller, and I am the executive director of the Haitian Timun Foundation. We are headquartered in Cincinnati, Ohio, and HTF has been in existence for 25 years, over 25 years. We started in a small church in Littleton, Colorado, by pastor by na- with a pastor by the name of Rick Barger, who took a group down to Haiti after he had visited his son, who was serving in the Peace Corps, They took a group down to Haiti to see what was happening and the children that were on the streets came back and said, we need to do something about this and began by sponsoring children in school. Because Timun in Haitian Creole means children. So Haitian Timun Foundation started by supporting and sponsoring children. Now, as I read in the sermon, uh, in today's gospel, I mean, we talk about servicing the poor and reaching out to the poor. In Peace Gehanna, you do that very well. You do that by service in your food pantry. Yesterday, there was a march downtown, a march for the poor people, and you went and you supported that. And we talk about poor people, it's not just those living in poverty, it's also the working poor. It's those that are not seen, that those are forgotten. Throughout this gospel, Jesus teaches and illustrates the kingdom of God. God's kingdom does not function like a typical kingdom. The divine reign has invaded the world and is good news, especially to those on the fringes of society. 
those who are poor, the working, and the overlooked. The kingdom welcomes those who have no status and seeks to serve others rather than to exploit them. Those who have experienced God's kingdom cannot go back to life as it once was. And so a few of you here have traveled to Haiti and have experienced God's kingdom through HTF and the people in Haiti. There are different focus areas that we have within HTF on and having God's kingdom. And I can't see the slides, so I apologize. I'm gonna look back here. But the first is, as I mentioned, the children. Investing in the children. When HTF was able to take groups down, which we have not been able to since 2018 due to the violence and the gangs and um, just the unrest down there, it's just not safe. We would go to the schools and be with the children because our model is about accompaniment and empowerment. We're not there to do for the Haitians what the Haitians can do for themselves. We want them to do that. But they're not afforded the same access to financial or material things that we have here. So we go down and we be with them, we lift them up and we encourage and empower them, and we send financial resources at this time to help do that. We invest in over 300 children who are sponsored for school, in, in the primary school, as well as Wings of Hope and Paws of Paw, which are two institutions and two facilities that service those children with physical and mental challenges. And in Haiti, if your child is born with a challenge, it is like the family's been cursed. So oftentimes they leave that child in the back of their home, in the corner. If someone goes to visit you, you don't see that child. But these institutions and these schools teach the family how to care for that child and integrate them into the community. So we sponsor um, children and adults at Wings of Hope and Paws of Paw as well. And then we sponsor children that Maya's gonna talk about at Living Faith. These children are of high school age. And oftentimes, children don't have the opportunity to finish high school or even go to high school. So there's a program that Maya started called Living Faith, which is a sponsorship for those children coming out of primary school and into high school. We currently sponsor 25 students, 23, 25 students, um, and he'll share the story about how that has been lifted up all through sponsorship. What's amazing to me is that children in Haiti desire education, and here in the United States, we take so much for granted and have such a great public school system. And in Haiti, we can sponsor a child for $40 a month, or $480 a year. And that covers their tuition, their supplies, and their uniform, and they get a hot lunch every day. A high school student is $640, so that's a little bit more, but still the same. They get the tuition, school supplies, and uniform. The other area that we focus in is the upper education. You see, in Haiti, not everybody gets the opportunity to go to school. 85% of the primary children of, of primary school age register for school, 19% complete. Most of the time that is due to financial or lack of financial resources or the family has moved and can't enroll them into school. But imagine in your neighborhood, if you had 100 children on the streets of school age, only 85 of them register for school. And by the time they get to middle school, only 19% of them complete. Fast forward, you get to middle school, get to middle school and you've got that small percentage going to high school, Less than, less than 8% graduate high school, less than 1% have the opportunity to go to college. 
That is why we invest in the Haitian Education Leadership students. That program is for, is for university scholarship, is $10,000 a year, and the college program is for five years. And when HTF commits to sponsoring a HELP student, we do it for the full five years. We are currently sponsoring 15 students. Our goal is to sponsor 24, and each year we keep increasing it. So we do that through individual sponsorships, congregation sponsorships, is $10,000 a year. So $50,000 is, is an investment for sure. But these students, not only do they graduate from college and lift their families up immediately to the middle class, because the average wage in Haiti is less than $1,000 a year if you have a job, but these students come out of school with a salary averaging about $10,000 a year. So not only them personally, but they're lifting their family because these students often take care of their family then. They go out to the community and they hire students from help or college graduates. And they have started over 30 organizations or 30 companies within Haiti just in the past few years. These are all alumni of help. So we invest in higher education because these are the future leaders of Haiti. The other area that we um, support is the Chemie La Vie Mio, eradicating abject poverty. We do this 150 families at a time. It's $2,000 to sponsor a family, and we're currently running a CLM campaign, HTF is, if you get on our social media or e on our email list, because we just had one of our cohort, our entire cohort of um, 150 went into it and 135 graduated at the end of January. This 18-month program for $2,000, U.S. dollars, they are provided materials to build a home, a stable home, one-room home. They are provided a weekly stipend to feed their family, and they have a caseworker that meets with them on a weekly basis. They're given a water filter, so they have clean water, the source of life. They are also taught life skills. Oftentimes when they come into this program, they get an ID, and the first time that they ever see a picture of themselves or that they are ever feeling like they are valued is in this program. Because these women live on the fringes of society. When Jesus talks about reaching out to the poor and lifting up the poor, we need to do this. These women are so ashamed of their situation and they aren't even, they're so poor, they're not even counted in the census of their communities. It's unreal. When we would be able to go down there in 2015, I went to CLM and you go to three different spots, and this is in the central part of Haiti, so the gangs are not there, and this is how this ministry can continue. We go to women who are in the beginning, the middle, and the end of it. And the transformation, physically, emotionally, that happens to them is incredible. And you can see it. We go up to the first one who's in it for maybe a month, so she doesn't have her material to build a home yet, or a latrine. She's carrying a baby, naked baby on her hip, and we ask her, what do you hope for while you're in the program? And her response is, I'm trying to feed my child today. I have no hope. And your gut is just like, oh, your heart's torn out of your body. You, you get back in Maya's truck and you go see the women that are halfway through the program. So now they're eight to 12 months into the program and they've got a structure built and they're feeling safe when the rain comes, they've got a roof over their head, and they're able to feed their children. They're not completely through the program yet, but they're more than two-thirds of the way. And you can just see it now. They're proud of themselves. They'll look you eye to eye. They're smiling, they're welcoming us, they're pulling chairs up, these rickety old chairs, and you must sit in them. They've got chickens running around. 
When you, by the time you get to 18 months and you're asking them, they, they want the microphone at graduation. They want to stand up and talk about what has happened to them through this program. It's unreal. And you want to talk about reformation or resurrection? This is new life. This is resurrection happening right before your eyes. And you're making it happen in Haiti. So thank you for helping us to write a love story, a story of hope in the midst of all the darkness that you're hearing in the news. You are helping to make this happen. It's not easy for Maya and I, but as I stand here before you and I meet with people and I talk to people, you fill us. You fill us with your generosity. You fill us with your love. And we fill Maya's tank when he's here so he can go back to Haiti and pour it out and pour it out for the poor. So thank you so much for everything that you do and for your partnership. We never take it for granted, ever. I'm gonna introduce Maya, who's been our in-country director since 2015. He is in Haiti, living in Haiti. Uh, it wasn't even easy for him to get here on this trip, met with challenges. But he's gonna tell you some of the work that we're doing is HTF. So I want you to know that where we're doing this work is not in Port-au-Prince. When you hear on the news and you hear about the gangs, that's in the capital. Most of our work is taking place either in the south part of Haiti and Jacmel or in the central plateau. The other thing I want to mention to you is that there is some metal art that is outside the door that Minda Bickley um, has d beautifully displayed out there. Anything you donate towards the metal art will come to HTF. And in two weeks, Hoops for Haiti is coming up. <laughs> so March 17th, the brackets are available. And I'm going to challenge you because last year you raised about $4,600. This year, I want you to beat that. Um, we need the money for the children. So all of that money goes directly to the children. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. It is such a blessing and an honor for me to be here with you and to come and share the work that we are doing in Haiti with the children that we are serving and in a sense to lift them up and where they can become and good citizens in Haiti where they can provide it for themselves and also for their family and also contributing in the, in the growth of, of the Haiti. And my name is Lukner von Rose. Everybody knows me by Maya. I, I, I grew up as a child slave, uh, which we call a West Avec in Haiti, which is very common. And and I was lucky enough to, to find my way to a, a detention center from the detention center to a home called St. Joseph Home for Boys, where they're investing in me, sending me to school, providing me with all kinds of opportunity. And where today I am in the country director for the Haitian Timon Foundation, which is such an honor for me. Uh, where I coming from to see where I am today. And today I am here to talk to you about uh, one of the two programs that, uh, that we are doing in Haiti with the children, which is one of them is Rejoice and Living Faith, and also uh, the food distribution that we have been doing uh, to provide food for the family in Haiti that's all in need. So Rejoice program is a, is a Saturday, is a day program uh, for West Avec children, uh, child slave children in Jacmel, uh, in the southeast in Jacmel. As I was a child slave myself, and I know what it's meant to be, 
to be a child slave where you have absolutely no opportunity to attend school to have to to have a good life and after the earthquake in 2010 they become more abandoned more street children more giving away children so i went into jacques mel and talk to people about this program that I want to put together to help these specific children. And I end up gathered uh, about 35 uh, West Avec uh, children where uh, we gather them every Saturday. We have teachers that come and work with them, teaching them about their, their own values and teaching them uh, play with them, uh, teaching them some basic school stuff like how to read and writing and, and math. And then we now uh, integrating all of them into full-time schools in the community. So now 100% of all of these West Avec children in Rejoice are full-time in school. And they're doing such wonderful uh, growing up. And in the Rejoice program, uh, when they come, they, they learn arts and draw, how to draw. And also, they learn some <clears throat> how to make liquid soap and disinfectants and uh, 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 ketchup, mayonnaise. And one, uh, we have three of them now making soap in the homes and selling them into the community to help in, uh, get, get some income. And, and, and this year, last year, we have one of the uh, which, uh, Living Faith, uh, we just kids, uh, a girl, uh, who graduate from high school and who are now about to get ready to go to college. And, and also, uh, one of the program we, and when they come to the, to rejoice every Saturday, we make sure they have something to eat because back home, they don't have food. So we make sure that they have a meal and drinks. And the other program is Living Faith School program that I started with, uh, with students who finishing with sixth grade from L'Ecole Saint Trinité who was not able to continue with secondary school to go to seventh grade. So there was one student, his name is James Blanchard, that I was about to sponsor to pay for him personally to continue on with school. And the word goes out and the other student heard about that and then they come to me and say, Maya, what about us? And it was then at the time when we had the summer camp, where when we, uh, we had a pastor from uh, Nebraska, uh, Nebraska, who came to walk alongside at the camp. And then I approached her telling her about the needs. I say, Pastor Wanda, there is a need here. How can you help? She said, what is it? I say, these children, we need to send them to school. Uh, how can you help? Pastor said, how much money is going to cost? It's, I said, $650 a year, which will cover the whole thing, like tuition, school supplies, and uniform. And today we have about 20, 
23 students in that program from seventh grade to 13th grade. And last year, we have about four of them went to and finishing with high school, uh, went to take a, a government exam, and none, uh, two of them passed, and now are getting ready to go to college or to a trade. And the two who passed the government exam, uh, uh, one of them went to study computer, and one went to study business. And, and next year, again, we're gonna have another uh, seven of them that will be also graduating from high school to go to college. And the idea of that is to invest, continue investing on them so that way they can, they can become uh, good citizens, so that they can become uh, self-independent, where they can provide them for themselves and for the, their communities. And, and the full program that we are doing uh, in Haiti, as you know, Haiti is a very difficult country. People have no jobs, people have no food, and uh, if you don't have a job, there is no way you can feed your children. And so during COVID, uh, there, is, there was a great need for food. And people come to me asking me for help. So I, I talked to HEF, asking them, how could they providing people with food? And they said, okay, let's do it. Since then, we have been uh, giving food to hundreds of people in Jacques Mel. And, and the last food distribution we did was in December. It was such a challenge to, to bring the food to these people because of the gang violence. But in the end of, uh, of all of the midst of things, we end up uh, getting the food to people, we're giving the food to people, and explaining to them how much challenge we've, we got to face to bring this food to them. And also, we're telling, we're telling them that this food that they are receiving are a blessing from people, from you guys, who have given to HEF, that HEF can provide in that money so we can get those food to these people. And the food that we give them, we give them enough food for like two months uh, to provide for their family. We give them a bag of rice, a case of uh, a spaghetti, a case of uh, sardine for protein, and a gallon of cooking oil. And this food, when, whenever we give this food out to people, we say, please share those blessings with somebody else in your community that you know who doesn't receive this food, and they always does. So thanks to every one of you here who have always stayed in our back, who always supporting the mission, the work that, uh, that HEF is doing in Haiti through the partners that are in the ground in Haiti. And thank you for continuing praying for us. Uh, we, we thank you for continuing supporting uh, the work that we are doing, uh, and we, we, we can say we are blessed by having you in our life. So thank you very much. God bless you all.